0: This is the Two Marketeers Podcast, where hosts and marketing experts Sean Patrick and Lindsay Waugh seek to uncover what makes brands so powerful and how they impact modern society and culture. Two Marketeers,
1: they've got a podcast the Two Marketeers.
0: hello Hello, Sean Patrick
1: hello Lindsay wah hello fellow marketeer
0: how are you today
1: I'm good I always say that I'm good I am good I'm pretty lucky you
0: you have lucky girl syndrome is that a thing yeah people convincing themselves that they're lucky oh it's like okay this, well it's like a gratitude practice so be like aren't I lucky To have paper in the printer aren't I lucky to be able to enjoy this hot coffee aren't I I must be so lucky to be able to get on the phone with you today, like usual.
1: I agree, you are lucky what's that called. (laughs) I love how we put new terms right like it's called gratitude.
0: But i'm using this with my kids like. Aren't I lucky to have dinner on the table, even if I don't like it? Aren't I lucky to be able to go to swimming lessons? Oh!
1: Aren't I lucky to
0: go to bed now?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's when it turns.
0: Time to go to bed. Aren't I lucky that I have a nice bed to sleep in?
1: Lindsay's little life hack seems to be biting her in the butt cheek.
0: Aren't I lucky to have a butt cheek.
1: (laughs) Okay. Welcome marketeers. Let's talk about, you ready to talk about what's happening?
0: Couldn't be more ready. You go for it. Sean, what's happening?
1: Uh, Pepsi, the singular finest representation of a term Lindsay taught me long ago called a challenger brand.
0: Oh. Are they still like they're so...
1: They'll always be. They're like a Burger King. Yeah, I guess so. It stems from the Challenger brand, the the iconic Pepsi Challenge. Like when they Mm. decided they were going to be the Challenger and they literally did a Pepsi Challenge, which was a taste test against Coca-Cola.
0: Right. That's like when they say you should make your weakness your strength.
1: There you go. Face your fears. There you go. With that, they're re, they've rebranded. The first thing I thought was why. Uh, Pepsi has been known in the past to be made fun of for the amount of and the level of rebranding they've done, but this one hasn't happened in f- some say 14, some say 15 years. Yeah. Um, so I checked it out quickly. Um, as a designer, what I loved about what they call out, because this is from a Fast Company article, Uh, that came out on the 28th of March. We'll share that link. But it was the addition of black. And to any designer, Mm -hmm. or to many designers, or any designer that I've taught, the addition of black can be very significant, yet in unnoticeable ways. When you add black, people don't notice the black. What they notice is a greater impact. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Black comes from their current zero, brand or sub brand, Pepsi Zero. What's interesting about that is they're going to make it their anchor brand because they're getting away from sugar. They're taking this sort of stance.
0: I read it as they're stating their sustained commitment to eliminating sugar from their product and hence the black.
1: Correct. And hence how it's going to become a main color of one particular sub brand, which is Zero. And But when it comes to Gen Z, um, about a third of Gen Z take a very conscious choice to avoid Mm -hmm. sugar. So there's a lot of strategy in there.
0: It just made me chuckle slightly because I'm like, is that so brands and strategy people just talking to themselves like no one's ever going to care about that. No one's ever going to know that like they put that in the article, even as a strategist, it made me giggle because I was like, okay.
1: But it shows it does show and justifies an approach.
0: Yeah, it does.
1: Right? For long term, but yeah.
0: I like the black. I'm all over it. It looks great. I think the rebrand looks great.
1: Do you think consumers are like, oh, before I buy this Coke, I'm going to talk about the black on this Pepsi.
0: The subtle nod to zero sugar is really bringing me in. You know?
1: (laughs) Okay, (laughs) enough about that. That's what's happening. What do you have that's happening?
0: Well, the government in Canada has banned TikTok on government devices, and yet the government right. is still using taxpayer dollars to run ad campaigns targeted at Canadians on TikTok. <laughs> so it was, it's this really like interesting debate around it's not safe enough for us to use it on government devices, and yet it's fine for us to spend taxpayer money on reaching audiences within the platform.
1: <laughs> interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's interesting it is an interesting debate around, like, should you be using a platform to access people with your messages within a platform of which you won't allow people to use, you know, because of certain issues with security. Anyways, also, it's not a small amount of money they're spending on (laughs) that. No. Not a small amount of money, Yeah. you know? Anyway, neither here nor there, just an interesting little tidbit of information on the ongoing TikTok saga.
1: Speaking of TikTok, Lindsay, let's get up close and personal. Okay. What are we talking about today?
0: Oh, man. As strategists, you should know that every year we revisit what our plan is and also the platforms in which we play. So where are we putting our messages and our content? And what are the additional opportunities based on how like, society, culture, and, and people and everyone are changing? So is there something else we should be doing that we just hadn't thought of before?
1: Lindsay asked that question a lot.
0: Which question? What should we be doing?
1: Yeah. What could we be doing?
0: These are very fun chats.
1: And it opens a floodgate of these crazy new ideas. Yes.
0: And I find so podcasting is also very interesting because there's a lack of insight around the medium of podcasts. So, amen. Yeah. That's a a kind way to say it. So the platforms in which you publish podcasts are very disparate from one another. The analytics in which you collect information about your podcast. So how many views do you have? How many listens? How many viewers? Like all of downloads, all of those things, all of that information is very disconnected. So this year we're like, we're gonna do it. We're gonna go straight to the hot new source, which is TikTok and start by trying to create a bit of an entertainment approach with our content in a platform where entertainment is like quick snippets of entertainment are the thing.
1: So Lindsay and I think we're hilarious. So we thought entertainment was key. (laughs) Second of all was we had made the decision to create videos because of Mm -hmm. You know, we started in the studio and all of a sudden the world changes and all of a sudden we're capturing it all on Zoom and all of a sudden, hey, we just have to hit the record button. Oh, and all of a sudden I just have to learn some editing. All of a sudden we have all this great content. Mm -hmm. But now we have all this video in YouTube friendly format, short clips. So Lindsay asked a very relevant question of, so what can we do with that?
0: Mm -hmm. And what we were trying to do is what we challenge a lot of our clients and businesses that we work with to do is marry up what you're doing well over here with where the people are. So that's what we decided to do. We're like, we are going to use a two-pronged approach with TikTok. We are going to lean into some trends and create video snippets of content to try and resonate with people. And then we're gonna take pieces from our podcast, short snippets, and put them in the platform as well. And we're going to use a test and learn approach over the first couple of months of the season to say, what's performing better? Is it when we're talking about a topic and the two of us are kind of batting it back and forth? Is it just when I share something? Is it when we hop on a trend and we just do something that's fun and funny that helps us show up as relatable, but isn't necessarily podcast content? So these are the questions that we were asking ourselves. Yep. and I'd be texting Sean at ten thirty at night, being like, "Can you, by chance, in the morning, jump on this Shits Creek clip of Moira talking to David? And you be the David, and I'm the Moira? And can you do it by eight a.m.? And we're going to publish it tomorrow."
1: You can imagine how that made me feel. <laughs> for someone who's a who's a very, I'd say, uh, experienced content creator, it's it was it's overwhelming for me.
0: Mm -hmm. But I get it. Yeah. And I think you did a great job. Uh So, (laughs) yeah. So I would lob these ideas over the fence uh, to Sean and say, hey, can we try this? And so I would say, as someone who was very comfortable in the TikTok platform, who knew what the trends were, who was spending an insane amount of time, like playing around in the environment to see what people were doing and what uh, trendy topics were hot and what people were gravitating towards. I also felt very uncomfortable <laughs> in creating the actual <sighs> content itself. So it, in the beginning, which I think you're, you're going to find as you launch new platforms and new content approaches, there's always that uh, moment of vulnerability where you feel very uncomfortable. Like, would you say, Sean?
1: Yeah, it's how I instantly felt.
0: How did you feel on LinkedIn in the beginning when you started to share a lot of your point of view?
1: I still feel somewhat vulnerable on LinkedIn because I come from what I would say old school production, where you you think of all the assets you need to create and then you create them and that makes it easy for someone to just publish them. Where the disconnect is for me is to be that publisher. And that's where I see the vulnerability and it's, and, and it is about me. So it's, it, it's, it's been a great learning, but I would say, especially having talked about very recently about how, how much angst and vulnerability focusing on how you do something yes. without clearly answering what and why, um, remember when you're feeling this way, it's probably good to kind of step back and answer the what and the why yes and i think that's learning here
0: yeah i think two kind of major things happened when we started to create this content so we would create our normal podcast content anyways and share it out there um and then we would do these trendworthy pieces so i say trendworthy lightly (laughs) as well um the major learning that instantly started to happen, it was as a strategist, we're going to start to do this thing. We're going to follow our plan. We are going to track what happens. So we're going to look at the data and the analytics, see what's performing well, see what's not, dial up what's performing really well, dial down what's not and start to like hone our content approach within TikTok in a way that makes sense for the platform. This is what you should be doing. What we found during that experience of the first few months of doing this is the data was not there to support our decision-making. So as an example, there would be a clip from the episode. I would post it on our channel, Sean would post it on his personal channel. The one on our channel at the exact same time of the day, exact same everything, uh, same copy, same hashtag, same all of that. The one on our platform would take off and his wouldn't, or he posted on his page, same time, same place, everything. His would take off, ours wouldn't. Or we post one snippet from our content on one day, we post on the exact same day the next week, the one blows up and the one doesn't. So We were looking for very clear pieces of information to guide our decision making and the algorithm and the data we received back from the content we were creating was so all over the place (laughs) and inconsistent that we found it very hard to actually make strategic decisions about what we should be doing within the platform.
1: That sounds about right.
0: Yeah, (laughs)
1: It sounds so much smarter when you tell it after it happens. Right. Can I give a few snippets? Yeah. Says me.
0: Oh, my God, what are we doing?
1: Oh, my God. I have no right to be on TikTok. Oh, my God. We have to do this right now. Oh, my God. I forgot to do that right now. Uh, (laughs) The vulnerability for me was instant. And I actually very quickly was like, I got other things to focus on. Mm-hmm. The pre- I think what we did well, Lindsay, was we didn't put the pressure, just like the podcast itself, we've never yet put the pressure on it succeeding.
0: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> we've put the pressure on doing it well. Right. So I think uh, based on what Lindsay just said, which I think is the biggest learning for me to say, it's not time for multiple reasons. Personally, I just don't, I don't know that I fit on the tiktok spectrum uh, mm-hmm. sec- secondly as people who look for analytics and insights to draw conclusions and test theories it's just not there
0: right right there's very and limited predictability in how or what you do anything within there
1: we definitely i think have agreed that we are refocusing our efforts Mm-hmm. um um this is something we love to do and we are able to connect it back to our respective businesses mine being wise guy and uh, lindsay's being her personal consultation as well as tough love so what i love about even bringing those two perspectives is lindsay was able to bring the tough love of like this isn't working mm-hmm. this isn't mm-hmm. this isn't working in so many ways personal goals time availability, and is it moving the needle? Yeah. I was able to kind of say, how, how did we know this would happen, right? What how, what does this look like that I've tried before and hasn't worked? And how do I take away from that going, I knew better, but now I know more. Learning.
0: Mm-hmm. I would say one major thing happened uh, while we were experimenting with TikTok in the last couple of months. As a, one of the co-host creators of the two marketeers, I am now personally spending an insane amount of time within this environment, trying to determine the right pieces of content for us to create, but also just going down like massive trend forward rabbit holes of which I cannot get out of. So I'm telling Sean,
1: <laughs> I've witnessed I, it.
0: I am a mom of two little kids running two businesses over here. And I'm trying to figure out what kind of stuff we're creating on TikTok for this podcast. And I'm in this app for hours and hours and hours and hours trying to figure it out. (laughs) It's a really crazy mixture of content analysis and addictive content coming at you that as someone within probably your organization or within your brand or within your agency who is trying to figure out, it's an extremely time-consuming experience to go through.
1: Okay, so you guys watched as she, she plummeted down and came back up. So it's, it's that, it's a, it was a real learning curve for us. This was an interesting exercise. We're calling it a TikTok fail, um, <laughs> but it's, it, we come out of it with great learning and kind of say, okay, we knew what we did wrong.
0: Even when this is what you do for a living, you're uh, for a living, for a living, you're just as susceptible to it as anyone else. Like we got momentarily distracted by a shiny new tool and wanted to explore how we used how we could use it. So there's of course nothing wrong with testing and learning on Absolutely. the new things that are coming out, especially trying to attract your audiences in different ways and keep it fresh. You should definitely be thinking about innovation in that way. We've now gone back and reevaluated you need to ensure that those new trendy shiny toys are laddering back up to your business goals. So our business goals, were, of course we're trying to grow our viewership and get in front of different people. But I don't think that TikTok was necessarily the best way for us to be achieving the business goals that we've set out for ourselves.
1: I think it's important also to sort of show how that ladders down to personal, like, It's about for Lindsay, you know, learning was it's consuming too much of my time to be productive in what I hoped to get for it. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was, this is not a path that I think will be easy for me. And I'm not even sure I want to get there. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are the the sort of self-learnings. But as you set business goals, even if they're right, be, do you. And, and r- recognize that, hey, Lindsay and I joke all the time. If we had a an entire team supporting us, absolutely, the how would be very different. But the how, like Lindsay said last week, to quote, just because you, you decide on the how doesn't mean you have to do it.
0: Yes. Yeah. Do what you do best. You know <laughs> yeah. the value that you bring to your organization or to your brand, just because i can be the one in there mining right. content and ideas and creating it That does not mean that i should be the person doing that
1: great conversation um thank you lindsay for it wasn't four months i think it was like it was in september so it was like a good six months of lindsay lindsay going to the dark side and i'm just glad you came out the other end better
0: thank you a better person thank you it's okay to fail. You got to try some things, right? It was a fun experience and I'm really happy we're not doing it anymore.
1: <laughs> you feel better, Lindsay? You I feel, feel so much
0: better. Because I was like, Sean, I think we're going to have to stop the TikTok. Like, I can't do the TikTok anymore. Okay, we're done. We're done. I, was
1: like, I was like, yep, no problem. Find I us on doing-
0: LinkedIn or YouTube. Okay, people, we're done. Boom.
1: Have a great week, Lindsay.
0: Thank you, Sean.
1: Take care, Marketeers, and we'll talk real soon.
0: Bye, Marketeers. Thanks for listening to the Two Marketeers Podcast. New episodes launch every two weeks.
1: Find the Two Marketeers Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you like to listen. And be sure to rate and subscribe.
0: Listen on our website, thetwomarketeers.ca, or you can ask Alexa to play the Two Marketeers Podcast.
1: Want to keep in touch? Follow the Two Marketeers on LinkedIn or at Two Marketeers on TikTok. We've always got something to share.
0: This podcast is over.